Like many of you, we battled depression during life's ups and downs. Music has always been the one thing that we could rely on to get us through the tough times that we all face. Follow us on our journey as we discuss the healing power of music, interview bands, break down genres, review band biographies, and more. This is the When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast with Blake Mosley and James Cox. It's me, it's me, it's J-A-C, a little, not off the Rob Van Dam R-V-D. But that's okay. Uh, welcome to welcome to when the words talk games. Words we, failed. We get on here and we mess failed. up before your words failed you. Yes, but music. But you know it doesn't fail you. Music. There you go, buddy. There, there you go. Welcome to the when words fail music speech podcast, where we fight depression with the power of music. I'm your professional handicap host, James Cox, and now. I'm still not the voice of Scooter from the Muppets, but who is? Hmm. But Scooter would also probably mess up his words, but music would not fail him either. I am commonly referred to as the loudest guy in the room, but only when I'm playing the drums. I'm your endless source of useless music knowledge. You know who I am. Say it with me, Blake Mosley, B-L-A-K-E-A-K-A, Rosley. What's up? Rosley. I think if Scooter was a real dude or or just Muppy, he's like, I'm not the voice of James from When Words Fail. Yeah, that's what you I know? want to see is yeah. pop up uh, a new Muppets um, special and then uh, Scooter pops up in there and he's like, I'm not James Cox. But I am Scooter. All will be right. Yeah. Right, yes. But that would be awesome because when I, I, I love the Muppets to death, Scooter is my favorite Muppet besides Animal because he's the drummer. Of the band, I love Animal. And, well, I do. Yeah. I love Animal, yeah. but he's not my favorite. A lot of people assume that Animal Animal would be my favorite Muppet. I know who's your favorite. Who is it? Ralph, the pianist. I love Gonzo. Gonzo oh, is my yes. favorite. My favorite Muppet. Yes. yes. Love Gonzo. Okay. Love Gonzo. I love the Haunted Mansion Muppet special on Disney Plus, uh, all about Gonzo. Uh, he's the center of attention. He's also the center of attention for the Muppet Christmas Carol that I also love and, and cherish. He um, plays Scrooge, so. right? He's, he plays a part, he plays a part he of plays, Scrooge? He plays Charles Dickens, I believe. That's he like, right. and it's right, kind of yeah. like narrating the, uh, yeah. the story yeah, the there. Sto- so. the story. Uh, yeah. so before we got, got on recording this show, for y'all today, uh, there was a okay. So you said your 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 nice your your very pretty wife was in California, and was, she is in California, California, right. and she's going to Disneyland instead of Disney yeah. World, which is in California. My question to you is, what is the difference between the land and the world of Disney? Is it like two major different things, or is it like the same thing? I don't very know. Very different. Okay. Very different. Okay. So, a little bit of nerd Disney parks knowledge for everybody. Uh, since my wife and I pride ourselves on being Disney park <laughs> fans, right. even though I've only been to one Disney park, but right, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, but yeah. So Disneyland was was the first one out in Anaheim, California. Um, started in 1965, uh, and it was one park. Um, so. Stayed one park for a really, really long time up until like the late 90s, early 2000s, something like that. Um, and then they opened up uh, California Adventure. Um, so now there is two parks at two parks at 
Disneyland. Right. Um, it is relatively smaller than Disney World, like significantly smaller. I think I don't quote me on this. I right. think someone said you could fit like twelve Disneylands inside of Disney World. Wow. Um, Disney World is a lot bigger. Yeah. Disney World has four parks: Magic right. Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, Epcot, and Animal Kingdom. Yes. Um. So Disney World, Magic Kingdom, the first park in Disney World. Uh, opened up uh, in 1971. We just had the biggest, like, the big, like, 50th anniversary uh, celebration that's still going on. They, they like, celebrate for years on end just right. because give everybody a chance to get there and celebrate. So, there you go. but, um, yeah, that is the biggest difference is, is uh, now there are a lot of people who are like, it's Disneyland and nothing else. I don't want anything else. Because yeah, they all live in California. That's why. And that's, fine. that's usually <laughs> yeah. what it is. Yeah. More people will travel to Disney World because it is so much bigger. Four parks. Um, yeah. Like four parks, yeah. four, and then different uh, from different countries. Right. So um, a lot of times Disneyland is more like for the locals, people that are closer to California that, on that side of the of the country. Um, and then our, you know, our portion over here is much more traveled by like foreign people and and things like that so um i love it I, I love i love disney world i would love the chance to go through uh the original haunted mansion at disneyland that is my favorite ride at disney world i would love to go through the original one Allie will be going through it and not only that just a little just a little extra twist of the knife here um they are starting the nightmare before christmas like overlay for haunted mansion so it's haunted mansion oh but my god all nightmare before christmas themed things they don't do that at disney world um unfortunately they only do it at disneyland um and then that so that I, I i am excited for her but i hate that i cannot participate in that maybe one day i'll get to go um but you got different <sighs> like disneyland parks too like in different countries tokyo paris um different things like that so they're all over the place i love it I hope she has a great time, but uh, she's going for work, uh, not to Disneyland for work. Right. She's going yeah. for <laughs> for two days to to go to Disneyland. She's going to see Avengers Campus. I'm very jealous of that. Um, we don't have that here at Disney World because of legal reasons with Universal Studios. That's a whole other thing. Um, but uh, so we can't get it over here. So I'm very jealous that she's able to go do that. Um, but then she'll be at work things for the rest of the week. So. Blakey is just hanging out. I'm going to be podcasting yes. like a maniac. Yes. So as a fan of Nightmare Before Christmas, I am highly offended. Rightfully so. Mm -hmm. And it's not in the world. It's in the land. Because I've never maybe been to. Maybe, maybe you and I can go over there and, and, uh, and yep. uh, have some spooky, spooky time. Um, a few things before we start the show. Uh, if you are out and about in like Walmart or Target or anything you want, anything you want, as the Halloween decorations, fear not, you can celebrate Halloween starting now. Well, starting at the hell any time of the year, you can celebrate Halloween. You know, Rob Zombie yeah. does. Rob Zombie does. Yeah, and we've I already see, got decorations. Yeah, but. and I see you have your uh, misfits. Um, bag back there, yeah. which is great. Yeah, that's my, that's my um, laptop bag and my um, podcasting equipment bag. So that's such a cool got it bag. on display out that's there. Such so. a cool bag. And then on, the, uh, and then on, if you are viewing our YouTube channel, if you see over on Blake's Rosie's left hand side, it's Bones Coffee. How great is that? 
Yeah. Yeah, I love some Bones coffee. That's actually what I'm drinking right now. Me too. Um, I am drinking. Look at that. Yeah. Peaches and Scream with um, just a little bit of simple syrup that we made this weekend. Um, and then uh, a little bit of heavy whipping cream just to give it a little bit more flavor. But it's great black, too. I was just feeling froggy. I mean, and wife's out of the house and I'm going nuts. So there you um, go. There you go. That's, that's that. So I'm drinking my favorite, which is chocolate raspberry. But you yeah. can get your own at mostcoffee.com. Uh, you can order pieces of cream. You got uh, mint invaders, raspberry, uh, chocolate raspberry. And so many other, over 30 different flavors. All you have to do to get 10% off any order is type in the words, music speaks, and you will get 10% off any order. They got merchandise, they got shirts, coffee mugs, um, ground bean coffee, right? Yep. They, they, they got, got anything you want. Uh, they got whole bean, they got ground beans, they got K-cups, uh, you name it. They got shirts, mugs. Um, and speaking of Nightmare Before Christmas, they actually have a whole line of Nightmare Before Christmas themed coffee coming out. Um, and I'm very, very excited about it. And I can't wait to get some of my own, try it, and then I will report back yes. and tell you how what I thought about it. So, Which which one do you order? I haven't ordered them yet. Oh, okay. um, which one are you going to order? Definitely, I am definitely interested in the uh, the mudslide and uh, the, the um, frog's breath. Ooh, I am yeah. also really, really excited about that creme brulee um, with uh, with uh, Sandy Claws on uh, Sandy on the Claus. cover there. So I, I need to watch. Cool. I need to watch that movie again because I had the um, I think I had the deluxe Blu-ray with the, which is two CDs or something two discs. Yeah. Uh, it's such a good film. Classic Sandy Claws. <laughs> I like the way how I said Sandy Claws. Santa Claus. You know? Sandy Claws. Yeah, Sandy Claws. Yeah. Uh, but um, okay, so. We're, we're all fun and games here, and uh, we like to um, uh, promote good and good feelings and stuff. But every once in a while, uh, there's been a bit of a bit of bad news. Not upsetting, kind of upsetting for some people. But uh, yeah. I didn't notice, but Queen Elizabeth has passed. She has. When did this happen? Hey, as oh. of the day of this recording, she has passed away. Um, found that out this afternoon. I saw some kind of report about her health was really going downhill yeah. uh, this morning, and uh, doctors were really concerned about her. And then a few hours later, I heard that she had passed. So oh. R.I.P. to Queen Elizabeth, um, and uh, condolences to her the royal family. Yeah. Um, and uh, but you know, ninety six years old man, she lived a good life. Ninety six. Holy and, crap, man! Yeah, that's yeah, a good age. Ninety six years old. Jeez, I wonder. Yeah. Wonder well, nineties almost a hundred years. Man. Yeah, she's. I mean, she was right there on it, like real if, close. If she but, was. Do you know when exactly where when she was born? Uh, no, I know she okay. was born in nineteen twenty six. I don't have the date okay. in front of me though. But oh, well, yeah. that's fine because twenty six. She she because she lived through what like World War. She, She's seen a lot. She's, yeah. yeah, she saw definitely saw World War II. World War II, um, yeah. But, I mean, just so many historic. Think about the historic events that we have witnessed. I right mean, in our lives. Yeah. I mean, somebody who's ninety something years old. Um, yeah. I mean, that's that's wild. Allie's grandmother is is uh ninety four uh years old. So really and nice. She yeah, and yeah. she is like just as sharp as ever. Sweet yeah. lady, I love getting the chance to go over there and just and sit and talk with her. Um, but yeah, like 
hear her talk about different things um, and things that she's witnessed like firsthand. It's just, it's incredible to sit down with someone um, who has lived such a long life and just get their perspectives and their take on what it was like to witness like very historic things. And even if you didn't witness it firsthand, but you were alive for it, like, you know, we weren't, you know, in New York, um, you know, for nine 11, but still right, like yeah. we're down here in the South, but still the effects of nine 11, like spread out like yeah. throughout the whole country. I mean, it's just so, and that was, that was a big thing. Um, so I, all these other very historic things, different wars, different, uh, tragedies, different, uh, big events, like wonderful celebrations of different things. Like she, she's been there for a lot of it. And, right. um, I, I'm sure she had all kinds of stories to tell. So, yeah. So I could imagine t- her telling stories. So it should be awesome. Yeah. Yep. And I'm sure, you, and I'm sure you probably heard a lot of great stories from your, from your, from her. Yes. In the past. So, um, I mean, yeah. yes. And Allie actually told me she was like, for Spook Show, you need to sit down with Grandma and like just ask her some <laughs> yeah. things. Yeah, because like, she's I'm, got some, she's got some good stories. Yeah, because so I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, because I'm sure she's seen a lot of spooky stuff. You know, I mean, yep. she's got some stories. Apparently, I don't know what they're about. Yeah, I mean, it's been told multiple times. I mean, it doesn't need to be all ghosts and goblins for spooky stuff to happen. You know, it yeah, need anything. Right. Right. So. Right. Yeah. so on to this uh this uh, episode's uh subject is TLC. Now what could we be talk about about TLC? It's not Tender Loving Care. It's Tender Loving Care or Take Care Business. Nope, that's the old that's TCB. But this is not the the learning channel. We're not talking about learning channel, but we are learning today. But Ooh. who are we talking to when we say TLC Brosley? We are talking about the one-of-a-kind, wonderful 90s R&B hip-hop group, TLC, uh, mm. no, most no, most notably for songs like No Scrubs and Waterfalls and things like that. I wish I could have found my... I have a TLC t-shirt. I could not find it. I've got to dig through my t-shirts and clean them out. I couldn't find it. I went with my Easy e t-shirt for today. Have, but uh, have, I love TLC, man. Like I, I think that just as a... Um, as a as a pop group, as an R&B, R&B group, as a hip-hop group, like, they were just, they they did a really good job of really capturing, like, the 90s uh, in in a trio. And right. a trio that was so talented with uh, with T-Boz uh, and, um, and Left Eye. Chili and, and yeah. Left Eye. Like, yeah. just incredibly talented girls um, and uh, went on to do some really incredible things. Uh, and also taking really heavy subject matters and like bringing them to the mainstream. Right. Um, so very, very excited to do this. Uh, we've been wanting to do this one for a while. So have you seen the other guys, the movie with the other guy, it's called the other guys. It has Will Ferrell and Mark, Mark, uh, yeah. Mark Wahlberg. Mark and Mark. It's yeah. A long time ago. Okay. So oh, and he speaks in, uh, like TLC lyrics. Yeah. He's like, I don't want to creep, yeah. creep. I'm like, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> just like, you don't, don't go chasing waterfalls. Yeah, go, yeah, right. Yeah, rivers. Right, yeah, and uh, and Wilfred's like, <laughs> really, you don't know who TLC are, and you're referencing that. Come on now, that's a great, great, greatest oh, movie man. I've seen in a long time. Yeah, um, I need to rewatch it. It's been yeah, a long time. Yeah, yeah. So, 
cool. Yeah. So you want to get into it? We'll sure. just we'll take turns here. Sure. Um, and uh, switch off, but I'll kick it off here for everybody. Um, so TLC is an American girl group whose original lineup consisted of uh, T. Boz Watkins, Lisa Left Eye Lopez. Um, and not not Chili right away, but Chili came along later. Formed in Atlanta, Georgia, in 1990, the group enjoyed success during the 90s. Um, after the addition of Chili, uh, they scored nine top ten hits on the Billboard Hot 100, including four number one singles, which include Creep, Waterfalls, No Scrubs, and Unpretty. All mm. those absolute bangers. Bangers. Uh, the group, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, the group was uh, also. The group also recorded, excuse me, four multi-platinum albums, including Crazy Sexy Cool, released in 1994, which received a diamond certification from the Recording Industry Association of America, or the RIAA. Mm. TLC also became the first R&B group in history to receive the million certification from the from the RIAJ, which is the Recording Industry Association of Japan, um, for their fan mail uh, album, which included Unpretty and No Scrubs. Yeah, yeah. I think that I, 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 I don't know which which album I like more, Crazy Sexy Cool or Fan Mail, because they had they both had great songs, great songs. They you do. Know. So it's hard they to pick. Really do. Yeah, because um, I can, love. I, I think I like Fan Mail. I think Fan, fan Mail is fan my mail. favorite one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, like I said, I mean, they all have like great, great albums. So it's kind of hard for me to choose, you know, because usually. Right. With bands like like I like that I like that one better than that one you know and I yep. don't know about this man because great stuff so yeah um, having sold over ninety million records worldwide TLC is the best selling American girl group uh, VH1 ranked TLC as the greatest female group placing them at number twelve on the list of hundred greatest women in music that's kind of odd because why would you place them in number 12 if you're like the greatest i don't know weird they're the greatest in my heart there you go <laughs> uh billboard magazine ranked tlc as one of the greatest musical trios as well as the seventh most successful act of the 90s the group allocates include four career grammy awards five mtv music Video awards, me, video yeah, music award, and five Soul Train music awards. Wow. Okay, uh, I didn't know that Soul Train gave out you know awards. Oh yeah. Okay. Yep. I just Soul Train I just thought they uh, did like a you know they you know they because it was like a you know the dance in the line or something. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. 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 It was a whole thing. Okay. We'll have to do a whole, we'll have to do a Soul Train. There you episode. go. Yeah. Uh, definitely. A lot of people got their start on Soul Train. So. Yes. Yes. Um, but yeah, 20 years after their debut, TLC was honored with an award called Outstanding Contribution to Music at the 17th MOBO, which is the Music of Black Origin Awards, and with the Legend Award at the 2013 MTV Video Music Awards in Japan. Uh, following Lopez's death in 2002, instead of replacing her, the remaining members chose to continue as a duo. In 2017, they released their eponymous fifth album, TLC. Uh, in 2022, the group was inducted into the Black Music and Entertainment Entertainment Walk of Fame. Sidebar: Have you heard yeah. of the artist called J Cole? Yes, I have. Do you, have you heard the song called "Crooked Smile" with TLC in it? That's them. Yeah, yeah. they uh, 
they did the background. They 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 did the vocal background for his fantastic song. I love that song. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, one of my favorite J Cole songs of all time. Still going strong, man. Like yeah. even as a duo, they're still like incredibly talented and still uh, just able to sing like they like they did in the early '90s, and like it, it's it's amazing. Right. Right. Hang on. In ninety, okay, so okay, so we're gonna attack the early years right now. Yeah, so, we're gonna we're gonna dive right into their uh their history here and see what see what happened in the life of TLC because it was truly it was truly amazing and it was tragic all at the same time. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, it's a very inspiring story. We'll we'll get to that later. So in in nineteen ninety, Atlanta based uh, record producer Ian Burke and one of his clients. A teenager named Crystal Drones came up with a concept for a girl group with the tomboyish hip hop image. Similar to the blend of contemporary R&B and hip hop music of a new Jack Swing act, Bill Bill Devo, another great group. Oh yeah, yeah. You remember them? I do. That girl is I do. Fun. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think they were they were featured in a, in a, in a uh, Fresh Prince episode, right? It could have been, yeah. could have been. I've been wanting to go back and watch the uh, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. That was such a great show. I used to spend every morning getting ready for school watching that. It was like back and forth between Fresh Prince of Bel Air yeah. um, and uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So Buffy, man, <laughs> yes, sir. What makes Blake tick? Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Eh, well, that's fair. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, Jones put out a call for two girl, two more girls to join her. At a young age, uh, it's Ann Lisa Lopez, a rapper who had just moved to the city from her native Philadelphia with a small keyboard and seven hundred dollars fifty cash, which is thousand five hundred and fifty six today. Uh, the- yeah, inflation. Yeah, right. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, the group named the the group then named Second Nature was formed of Jones, Watkins, and Lopez, who then began started working with the producers Jermaine Dupree and Rico Wade on demo tape material. Now, do you remember Jermaine Dupree? I've heard of that name. Please remind me because I'm forty two years old. Yep. He is, well, we could honestly do a whole episode just on Jermaine Dupree as Let's well. He's a yeah. legendary producer, uh, hip-hop artist himself, um, but mostly known for producing and for kind of like being the push for a lot of really, really successful uh, rappers and R&B groups and things like that. Um, he was very heavily associated with like P. Diddy, um, Lil Bow Wow. He's the one that got Lil Bow Wow kind of started. Yeah. Um, them franchise boys you remember that lean with it rock with it yep that was right, all yep. jermaine dupree so yep <laughs> right uh yeah that guy was on everything just very very talented he knew what it took to push people to superstardom and he right. was able to pick them out so right, right, that's that is a true talent when you can look at somebody and you're like that person's a that's star it. right so and let it be like, if jermaine dupree ever comes up to you and he offers you a record deal take it because he knows with, what he's doing with heed because i i've heard uh, and i've been told as the music industry is very, very, um, it's rough, rough, and if you don't do what they say, 
you're out. You're gone. Yeah, so. They kill you. They yeah. literally kill you. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Just kidding. Yeah, no, well, Just kidding. Well, some, Maybe. Sometimes they do. Like the mafia. <laughs> yes. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, right. Right. Oh, I got to watch that show. That show is amazing. Oh, I do, too. I've never yeah. watched it. I've, I've heard of nothing but wonderful things. Right. I need to watch it. Right. Through a connection at a uh, at the hair salon where Watkins worked, the group eventually managed to arrange an audition with singer Perry Pebbles, excuse me, Perry Pebbles Reed, who had started her own management um, and production company, Pebbytone. Uh, impressed by the girls, Reed named the group TLC, an acronym for the names Tion, Lisa, and Crystal. Um, Reed arranged an audition for them with local record label uh, LaFace Records, run by Kenneth Babyface Edmonds, and Reed's then husband Antonio L. A. Reed, babyface, babyface, and he's still talked about to this day. Yeah, man, babyface, babyface, man. He's another yeah. producer, correct? Producer, everything. Music artist. I mean, yeah, the list Every, goes on. He's just yeah. another one of those guys that's just like whatever he can get his hands on. Right, he touches the gold. gold. Yeah, right. Yeah. Man, so. Antonio Reed saw potential in Watkins and Lopez as performers. We felt that Jones should be replaced. Hmm. According to Jones, things began to unravel after her after Pebbles denied the group had the opportunity to take home the contracts that Pebbletone had drafted. Jones did not want to sign before having uh, the contract reviewed by others and perhaps a lawyer, which is very, very That's critical. Very smart. Yes. Very smart. Yes. Always get a lawyer involved. You would not believe. Again, we could do a whole episode on it. Um, actually, here's don't even. We don't even have to do a whole episode on it. Go on YouTube, watch the uh, the documentary about um, the. Uh, I can't remember his the, name. The boy. It's the the boy band. The, um, the boy. Yeah, the boy band documentary that Lance Bass from NSYNC put yeah. out about their. Uh, manager that they had. Yeah, I think um, it, I talk think, about like contracts that were just absolutely screwed up that nobody knew what they were signing, um, and signed these legal documents and just gave their life away. Um, yeah, it's very smart to get a lawyer just to read through it. So, and because there's a lot of terms and things in there that probably you wouldn't recognize, and you'd be like, I don't really know what that means, but sure, you know. And, and that's what a lawyer's for. Let them take a look at it. Let them say, Hey, you know, if you sign this, this is what it means. I don't want to do that. Awesome. Don't sign the contract. Have them rewrite it. Things like that. So, it's, Okay, so I'll go on YouTube and look up the boy band con, the Luke Perlman story. That's Luke it. Perlman. That's, that's it. That's Almost said Lou Reed. It wasn't Lou Reed. <laughs> no. He didn't do no, anything like that. No. Lou Perlman, yes. The boy band con. Yes. Uh, Jones did not want to sign it before. Okay, we uh, always get a lawyer. Okay. Yes. Um, but in contrast... Watkins' recollected recollection uh, of Jones's departure is that both she and Lopez asked asked Jones to leave the group before their initial contracts was were negotiated. On February twenty eighth, nineteen ninety one, Watkins and Lopez signed production, management, and publishing details with Pebbletone with Perry Reed. Uh, becoming the general manager. As they looked for a replacement for Jones, the two members TLC uh, made it made its first record record and appearance recorded appearance on a track for LaFace act Damien Dame self titled 
1991 LP. That's a lot, lot, lot of words to say. <laughs> uh, Pebbles found their third member in Rolanda Thomas, which is Chili. Um, one of Damien da- Dame's part-time backup dancers. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, Chili finally comes along. So yes. The last, the missing puzzle piece. And that was in 91. So, yeah. we, um, was it like, and, okay, so they got her one year after they, they, they formed TLC, right? Yes. Yes. Yep. Right before they put out the, uh, the first full length, so. Yes. Yes. Yeah, although they did the, the demo, they did a demo with Joe and so yeah. Yes, right. yeah. So Thomas was signed to that in April of 1991, and to maintain TLC, TLC, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. TLC's name as an acronym for the girls' names, uh, Watkins became T Boz, Lopez became Left Eye, and Thomas became Chili. Uh, the girls were then signed to Little Face in May uh, through the production deal with Pe- Pebitone. Uh, their records would be distributed by Arista Records slash BMG. TLC was immediately set up to go into the studio with Reed and Edmonds, uh, Dallas, Austin, uh, Jermaine, Dupri- Jermaine Dupree, as we mentioned before, and Marley Marr uh, producing their first album. The new trio de- uh, debuted as backing vocalists on Rebel Without a Cause, a track by Jermaine Dupree's sole album for LaFace, You Said, which was released, uh, excuse me, not Jermaine Dupree. Jermaine Jackson, excuse me, sole album for LaFace, LaFace, you said, released in 1991. I'll get it out eventually. My words just failed me a ton. We swear we're professionals at this time of day, but uh, not, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been working all day. Jane's been working. It's just like, ah. I, I'm still on my gear, man. I'm still on my yeah. workout gear. Work, work gear. Yeah. I work out gear. Uh, <laughs> uh, their, debut, mm-hmm. their debut album, see? Ooh, on the TLC tip was released on February 25th, 1992 um, by LaFace Arista Records. The songs on the album are a blend of funk, Watkins, hip-hop, Lopez, and R&B Thomas. They all brought some new fire to the flame. Yep. Similar to the new Jack Swing sound populated by, by producer Teddy Riley in the late 80s. The album was critically and commercially a success, be, being certified quadruple platinum for shipments for of four million copies in the United States alone. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, um, it scored three top ten singles on the Billboard's Hot 100 with "Ain't Too Ain't Too Proud to Beg," "Baby Baby Baby," peaked at number two, and "What About Your Friends?" and I. Swear to God, I remember that song to this day. Oh yeah, as well as the top, as well as the top thirty single, "Hat to the Back." Yeah, observers coined the new term, the new term, "new Ill, new jewel swing," to describe the album and the group. Later, TLC sound would would evolve away from this genre. But not before opening the door for similar groups such as SWB, Sisters with Voices, yeah. Dusty Dish Child, 702, Jade, and the Lopez, and the Lopez produced produce Black. 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 Yes. You remember Black? No. I'm sorry oh, to man. say it, but I don't. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, Black was a very like short lived. It was it was just like kind of like another another response to like Destiny's Child, um, Spice oh, okay. Girls, yeah. things like that. It was another like girl pop group that came out around that time. So, but I do um, remember Sisters with Voices, and I pray to God to come back one day because they were a great group. Destiny's yeah. Child is uh is uh, one of the biggest and like the bet the best. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, true, true group, and um, I'm not sure what um, what Michelle Williams is doing now, but I don't know. Yeah. Beyonce seems to be cause pretty hear, busy because you hear about <laughs> Beyonce and and Kelly Rowland, but you never hear about you know yeah Williams. Oh, and I'm Michelle like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'll tell you what though. The other night I was at um karaoke at uh Joe Grady's downtown soccer, yeah. um, and uh someone got up there and was singing. Bills, Bills, Bills by Destiny's Child, and the whole place erupted. So oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. People still love some Destiny's Child, man. Absolutely. So during TLC's first national tour as MC Hammer's opening act, Lopez and Thomas discovered that Watkins had sickle cell anemia, a blood disorder uh, which she kept as a closely guarded secret until becoming extremely ill while touring with TLC in the Southwest U.S. Uh, ending up hospitalized, with Lopez and Thomas staying with her, resulting in the cancellation of some of those concerts. Watkins continued to battle her condition and eventually became a spokesperson for the Sickle Cell Disease Association of America in the late 1990s. Okay, so I'm, I have a confession to make. Confess. For, for, time, for time, I was really invested in MC Hammer anything. Hammer was a man of the hour and a half. Yes, you know? absolutely. And I have like one of his vinyl records too. I can't find it right now. Yeah, like, but yeah, um, too legit, too legit. To, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, that, that was um in the Adam Family movie, right? Too too legit or what? No, he had a, he had a totally different. Yeah, the theme song, right? Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. do what they wanna do. Yeah. The Adams Family. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, he came to uh to Columbia um for a state fair, but I thought it was. The, uh, I missed them by a week be, week after because I, I went to the fair and I thought it was him you know playing yeah. with some gospel group which is fine uh, but but the week after he came and oh, we couldn't go because my mom had said oh my god damn it dude and this was like on. and this was like like not like not even six years ago so so he's still yeah. he's still touring he's still I guess yeah. yeah he's still going yeah uh where are we again. At the conclusion, or... so we are we are at the uh, the beginnings of Lopez and her controversies, and yes. like kind of showing like how out of control her anger could get. Yeah. Her, so. This is the left eye to all those who. Yeah, uh, Lisa you know, the left yeah. eye Lopez. Yeah, yeah, she was. I think she was my favorite singer part of the members i don't know because it was, was my favorite member no it, doubt. it yeah. was either it, it was either Boss or or left eye you know but yeah i love left eye i just i loved just the at that time like it was still like not i mean there were there were female rappers yeah. out there right, yeah. up, obviously Salt at and time, and really, yeah yeah had been, and had been huge and like there's other ones missy elliott was like Sorry, Missy Elliott came a little bit later, and I love Missy yeah. Elliott too. But I love female hip hop artists. Oh, yeah, I, just, yeah. I don't know what it is. I love it. Um, and uh, Left Eye just was a 
force to be reckoned with. I don't know what it was. There was just something about her music in particular to just I I loved and just was drawn to. So right, right. So, yeah. Uh, okay, so. At the conclusion of the tour, TLC, who re- who received little money compensation up to the point, up to this point, decided that they are no longer wish to be employed by Pebble Reads as their manager, which they got their, you know, they didn't receive their share. Yeah. Uh, and 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 an effort to hold more control over their careers, which. I mean, that's the why you get out of there, right? Uh, so, Reed released the group from their management deal, but they remained signed to Pebble to Pebble Tone, and Reed continued to receive a share of the earnings, which is crazy, crazy bad. So, yeah, that's how those things work, man. Right, contracts. Yeah. yeah, always get a lawyer. Right. So Lopez began dating. Lopez began dating Atlanta Falcons American football player Andre Rison uh, shortly after the release of Ooh on the TLC tip. And by 94, the two were living together in Rison's upscale double-story home. Uh, their relationship was allegedly violent at times, and Lopez filed an assault charge against Rison on September 2nd, 1993. Which Rison denied, of course. Yeah. Um, Lopez uh, was also battling alcoholism at the time, having been a heavy drinker since the age of 15. After another fight between the couple in the early morning hours of June 9, 94, Lopez tossed numerous pairs of Rison's newly purchased shoes into a bathroom, uh, doused them with lighter fluid, oh, and, and lit them on fire. Wow. Yeah. And the fiberglass bathtub quickly melted and set the structural frame of the house on fire. Uh, Lopez was arrested and indicted of charges on first-degree arson. She was sentenced to five years of probation and a $10,000 fine. Ryson eventually reconciled with Lopez and continued dating off and on for seven years. You know, it's cool so, that you set my house on fire and you burned all my brand new uh, Jordans and stuff like that. But, you know, I still think you're kind of cute. So if we could, you know, continue this, I'm I'm cool with it if you are. Here we Okay. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Which is weird on his, on his part. <laughs> I've, okay. So, you know what they say if you collect the live shoes, they're called sneakerheads. Yes, I would love to be a sneakerhead if my wallet would allow me. I would do it. Okay. I love sneakers. So there's one thing you don't mess with if you're a sneakerhead, and that is? Your sneaks. You don't want to bend the sneakers You don't. Pristine. I have seen countless YouTube videos of, of like, sneakerhead shoes. They can't have their, like, their little, their their, their little uh, compartments. Yeah. Crystal clean. I seen one guy he had like five thousand pairs of. I'm like, where did you get the money, dude? You got? I mean, I'm not quite there. <laughs> I have a lot of shoes. I don't consider myself a sneakerhead. I don't no. think I have the money to to be no. a sneakerhead. But I do love sneakers. I can appreciate sneakers. And it is so funny to me when I see like the TikToks or uh, or things like that of like 
girls who are mad at their boyfriends. So they yes. take like their Jordans and they just crease them. Like they just put them on and they, they stand on their tippy toes and crease the toes of them. I'm just like, ah, oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It sucks. Um, but yeah. Uh, also, I mean, he was like abusive and that's not cool. No, and he right, shouldn't have done right, that. Yeah. Um, so maybe he did deserve to have his sneakers set on fire and then lose his house, uh, in a house fire as well. I don't, um, I don't, I don't, I don't think anybody deserves to have this house on fire. Sneakers. I mean, you go, okay, if you're sneaking, you go for his sneakers, which is cruel and unusual. <laughs> but if you go for the man's house, I mean, that's where he lives, homie, you know? Yeah. You don't do that. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot. But, you know, it. it was also like, this is a time, too, where you you hear about these, like, abusive relationships um, between like celebrities and yeah. they don't split up. They just work it out, which is bad, um, which is really, really bad. Like, and I mean, even, even tracing back further than that, like it's just, it was, it was taboo for people to split up if they were married and it was an abusive thing or, or, you know, it's just like people would you know, absolutely hate each other, but they would stay married. Um, and that kind of like transcended into like the next generation a little bit before people started like, being like hello like if this is a problem we should do something about it you know and like maybe maybe if this guy is abusive we should like leave him i think you know so you know i'm finally i'm glad we're there now like i'm glad that like you know women feel like they can um actually like do something about it now as before they were made to believe they couldn't do anything about it and if you were stuck in a relationship like that then tough you're stuck and there's nothing you can do um so i'm I'm glad we're out of that but But if you're a sneakerhead and you need more sneakers, please go out and buy it. And while you're while you're going to the store to get your sneakers, order Moon's Coffee. Yes. Moon's Coffee you? has some great... Wait, why don't you? Moon's Coffee has some great coffee, and uh, Blake's going to show you some many different flavors he has ordered in the past. And, yeah. And there's Peaches, one of my favorite ones of all time, Peaches and Scream. Peaches and Scream. It's yeah. what I'm currently drinking out of my coffee mug now. Um, but also, just in time for spooky season, we got Jackdo Lantern. Nice little uh, pumpkin spice coffee there. Now, does that, does that get you fully jacked, like wired, like you can't settle down? I'm a rare case because coffee doesn't affect me like that. I got just it. love the taste of it. Got so it. Got if it. it could affect me and, and keep me up, it would be great. It doesn't, though. Okay. So, um, we also have Highland Grog um, for uh, any... Uh, scotsman out there yeah. uh s'morey time um these are whole bean by the way and i love i have a bean grinder i love to grind some whole beans uh i don't know what it is I just feel like it tastes better um but you got s'morey time here uh we also have maple bacon uh in addition to cinnabon um, and then strawberry cheesecake uh which nice. sounds like it maybe it, maybe it's not something that you would enjoy i would challenge you to get it Nice. I think it's delicious, so. and I and I recommend right. Mint Invaders. It's a good, yeah. it's a good chocolate minty green mint. Right. You know, I mean, it's great. It's great throw. Yeah, sure. Uh, so put uh, um, code word uh, "music speaks" in your in your discount box, and you get fifteen percent off. Yeah, and nice. and also remember that it doesn't just apply to coffee. Uh, in addition to this this amazing coffee, Bones Coffee also has. Uh, cool t-shirts uh, that are kind of branded after some of their coffee lines that they have out. So t-shirts, you got mugs, you got all kind of stuff that you can find 
uh, in their merch store. Go check them out. Make sure to use that discount code Music Speaks for ten percent off of your order. Nice. Bones Coffee. Bones Coffee. Lemoning dog. So it's funny that that this all happened with with uh with le- with Left Eye. This happened before their second studio album, Crazy Sexy Cool, which is odd because yeah. I mean they they only released one record up until this point, and yeah. a lot has go- yeah, been going like on very early in their career. Yeah. So a lot's yeah. been going on. So here we go. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So TLC's second studio album, Crazy Sexy Cool. Um, do you remember? Do you remember Crazy Sexy Cool? I do. I oh do. man, it's such a good one. That, um, so do what? Sorry, that had the red cover right with, yes. with all three of yeah. Yep. It's iconic to me. It's like an album cover that just stands out to me. Right. So. So yes, uh, Crazy Sexy Cool saw the group reunited with producers Dallas Austin, Babyface, and Jermaine Dupree, as well as new collaborators Organized Noise, Chucky Thompson, and Sean Puffy Combs, better known as P. Diddy. Or uh, or Puff Daddy. Or or Puffy. Or just or, Puh. Yeah, so many names. Oh, uh, oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, okay, so did you hear that that he tried to uh, name himself Brother Brother Love? Remember that? No, I missed that one, but I would have been totally confused had oh, he done. Oh no, that. he got so reamed. Okay, so there's a there's a there's a wrestler. Um, uh, well, not a wrestler. He's like a manager for wrestling stars. Yeah, that's called Brother Love. And uh, and when so and, and when, legal issues, huh? Well, not only that. Um. When that, whenever he decided to become Brother Love, he got reamed on Twitter saying, "Nope, Brother Love is the WWE." They, they all mentioned WWE, and you know, so he's yeah. like, "Okay, I'm gonna just remain Puffy or Puff Puff Daddy." Or he's like, "I'm not even gonna, you know, because wrestling Simmer down. Wrestling fans are crazy, dude. They're, yeah, they'll, they'll kill you. Yeah, they'll kill you. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> definitely." <laughs> So Lopez was released from rehab to attend the recording sessions, but the finished album featured significantly less of her raps and vocals. Um, an R&B and hip-hop soul album, uh, Crazy Sexy Cool, featured hip-hop beats, funk, deep grooves, propulsive rhythms, and smooth percussion. Production. Released on November 15th, 1994, Crazy Sexy Cool was critically acclaimed with Rolling Stone ranking it among the 500 greatest albums of all time and it's easy to see why and it is one of the greatest albums of all time yeah, yeah. uh crazy sexy cool deb- debuted at number 15 eventually it picked at number three on billboard 200 and spent over two years at the on the charts damn uh the album sold over 7.7 million copies in the u.s alone and received a diamond certification from the RIAA worldwide, and the album sold over 14 million copies worldwide. That's a lot. Yes, that's a lot. That's a lot. It, <laughs> it, it did wonders. Yeah. So all four singles from Crazy Sexy Cool reached the top five on the Billboard Hot 100. You had Creep and Waterfalls, which reached number one, yes. Red Light Special, which peaked at number two, and Digging on You, uh, reached number five. Waterfalls and organized noise produce. Excuse me. Waterfalls and organized noise produce song that features an old school soul based musical arrangement, socially conscious lyrics criticizing drug dealing and unsafe sex, 
and an introspective rap from Lopez became the biggest hit of TLC's career. Its million-dollar music video was was an MTV staple for many months and made TLC the first black act to win MTV Video Music Award for Video of the Year. At the 38th Annual Grammy Awards, TLC took home Best R&B Album and Best R&B Performance by a Duo or a Group for Creep. Billboard also crowned TLC as the Artist of the Year at the 1996 Billboard Music Awards. Yeah. Huge uh, accomplishments. Right. But uh, wonderful. The video was so sad because it's like, damn, man, shit. <laughs> you know, yeah, you like, tell you? this is the time yeah. where music videos were taken very seriously. And yeah. Like there was, there were stories to be told in a music video and, um, they, they used that platform to talk about things that they believed in. Um, and you know, kind of like staying out of the streets and, um, you know, AIDS was still like a big thing at that time. So unprotected sex and, you know, just, just different, different social, you know, they were very socially conscious and very, very good at using their, their ability to reach the masses to get the word out about things like that. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I missed their apparent success though. Uh, the members of TLC filed for chapter 11 bankruptcy on June 3rd, 1995. Whoops. Yeah. Uh, TLC declared debts trolling 3.5 million. Uh, some of some of it due to Lopez insurance payments arising from the arson incident at Watkins medical bills. Uh, but, but but the primary reason behind the that the group received what they called a less than favorable deal from Pepitone. So uh, remember, always get get a lawyer. Yep, got to read those contracts. Yes. After Arista Records, LaFace and Pepitone recouped their investment for recording costs and manufacturing and distribution, common recovery charges, and in and in most record contracts. Both Pepitone and Face and LaFace Records went on to charge for expenses as their airline travels, hotels, promotion, music video, food, clothing, and other expenses. They pay for all of that. Racks up. Right. According to the members of TLC, ironically, uh, the more successful the album became, the more they were in debt. Yeah. And that's true. You would, you would think that it would be the other way around. Like, right. you know, album's doing great. It's going like four times platinum and it's mm-hmm. certified diamond and yada, yada, yada. But instead of like bringing home the big bucks, they were just like, it was just getting worse and worse and worse, unfortunately, financially from them. And, mm-hmm. You know, financial struggles are uh, uh, can take its toll on you, yeah. um, for sure. Uh, if, and if you want to see how dangerous the the some record companies are, um, we both encourage you to to go on YouTube, uh, find the find the uh, the the boy band Con, um, mm-hmm. the pro pro minister, and he said that the, the the first time they got the checks, it was like seventy thousand low, low and behold them. Uh, Lou was paying for their food, travel uh, without their knowledge. Yep. Because he was taking was taking that money that, that they earned and and uh, paying it for them without them realizing. Yeah. You're actually Lance Bass is actually paying for it without him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's, it's crooked, you know. So, yeah. Yeah. Sure. So. 
So uh, in addition to this, managers, lawyers, producers, and taxes had to be paid, leaving each member of the group with less than $50,000 a year after having sold millions upon millions of albums. TLC sought to renegotiate their 1991 contract with LaFace, under which they received only 56 cents split, split three ways per album sold, considerably considerably less uh, than most major label recording contracts, and received even less than that for each single sold. TLC also wanted to dissolve their association with Pebitone. LaFace Records refused to negotiate their deal midway through the contract, thus prompting TLC to file a bankruptcy petition. Both Pebitone and LaFace uh, countered that TLC simply uh, wanted more money and were in no real financial danger, resulting in two years of legal debates before the cases were finally settled in late 1996. TLC's contract uh, was negotiated with LaFace, um, and Pebitone agreed to let them out of their contract uh, excuse me, out of their production slash management deal in exchange for Pepitone receiving a percentage of royalties on some future releases. By this time, Pebbles had separated from her husband, um, and TLC also brought the rights, uh, excuse me, bought the rights to the name TLC, and was uh, that was previously owned by Pebbles. So they kind of had to, like a crappy end of the deal, like even somebody that's no longer associated with this group is still going to make money off of them. But at the end of the day, you own the name. You are the band. You own the name. At least you have that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Is uh is the Pepitone still in still in business? Or, I don't, or know. They, oh, I don't okay. think so. Yeah. I would hope not. Because uh, I, I don't believe if anybody heard what happened right. to TLC and their their uh their contract, they yeah. probably I probably fumbled. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I'm gonna let you read this fun fact because I didn't, I didn't know this, and you brought it to my attention. So, yeah. Do you want to? Do you want to get that pulled up, and I'll read this fun fact for everybody? Sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, growing up as a kid in the '90s, one of my favorite things in the world besides Disney was Nickelodeon. Um, and one of those shows that I loved on Nickelodeon was All That, and I had my suspicions but had never had it confirmed until recently that, yes, it was TLC, in fact, who did the theme song for All That. Uh, so TLC recorded the theme song to Nickelodeon's popular sketch comedy, All That, uh, which was produced and co-written by Arnold Hennings. The show ran for 10 seasons from 1994 to 2005 and was later revived in 2019. So, James, you want to play that minute-long All That theme? And let me just, like... Relive my childhood for 60 seconds. <laughs> right. Okay. Here we go. In three, two, one. Press out the box. Stop. Look and watch. Ready yet? Get set. It's all that. Yeah, we all that. My posse and my crew. We all that. So sit still, press the 
Nice. Ooh, yeah. Nice. Man, so many memories, man. I loved all that. I loved Kenan and Kel, uh, and uh, you know, Good Burger and everything that came from that too. It's just <laughs> yeah, that's my childhood right there. It was a right. lot of that. So yeah. um, oh, it's very, so good. Very, very good show. Uh yeah, yeah that had that that had like you said, Kenan and Kel. And I think Keenan went on to the Saturday Night Live. He's been there forever and a day. I don't know what yeah. Kel's doing. Do you know what, what uh, they got? Kel? I, I don't know what Kel's been up to recently. Keenan Thompson ob- obviously went on to have a very successful career uh, with various movies and uh, also now being on Saturday Night Live and things like that, but got his start on all that. So he's just been in the sketch comedy business for forever. All right. um, yeah. So good, man. Nice. nice. Good burger. Uh, Keenan and Kel, all that. I was, I, I, I'm here for it. Yeah. Uh, so preliminary work on TLC's uh, third studio album, third one, uh, was delayed with when friction arose between the groups, the group, and their main producer, D- Dallas Austin, who was romantically involved with uh, Tilly, and had 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 uh, a child with her in '97. Austin wanted $4.2 million and creative control to work on the project, resulting in a standoff between the producer and the artists. Uh, der- not a literal standoff. Not like... No. Not, not like, like uh, Blue Bloods or anything. Right. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be horrible, too, you know? Uh, uh, so during this period, though, uh, Chili appeared in the independent film... Uh, half plenty, while Watkins co-starred with rappers Nas and DMX. I think that's that's T Boss, yeah. <laughs> I love Nas and DMX, man. Right. Uh, uh, then, yeah, Nas and DMX and Hype Williams' nineteen ninety-eight film Belly, which I haven't seen yet. I should watch. I it. have not seen that either. Mm-hmm. Lopez started her own production company. Lift Eye Projections and signed Black, which we talked yep. talked about in the beginning, uh, and and R and R B trio also uh, under her guidance. Though Black released their 1999 self-titled debut album, Black, which was uh, certified platinum and contained two top ten uh, singles on the Billboard's Hot 100. Uh, Lopez had also hosted their short-lived uh, MTV talent series, The Cut, in 98, which featured the which featured then-unknown recording artist Neo and Anastasia. Uh, TLC eventually began working on... Can we, can we stop on Neo for a second here? Like, I yes. had no idea. This is 1998. Neo did not even get... To my knowledge, did not even get big until like probably I was in high school, probably 2008, 2009, maybe a little bit before then. But like, I don't remember ever hearing the name Neo before then. And he was all the way. This is where he got his start all the way back on this 1998 random obscure MTV show that uh, that left eye. Uh, started and uh, I, I don't know. I just thought that was such a cool, a yeah. cool fact because yeah. Neo is such a well-known. He's a household name now, and uh, just I had no idea. Right. Yeah. Well, see, I, I love doing these these shows with you because we always learning new stuff. 
You know? Something new. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and 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 you and me both know about Neo, but now we know where he where he got his start from. So got that's, start. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. A TLC eventually began working with other produ- producers for their third album until finally negotiating with Austin, who produced the bulk of the album. So Lopez has always had an idea for a futuristic feel for the project, which Austin incorporated into the album. So, awesome. Awesome. So, alright, we're getting to the, like, the absolute, like, height of their career here. Um, so, sorry, dogs are barking. Um, so, titled Fan Mail, the album was released in February 1999. Another critical and commercial success. It debuted at number one on the Billboard 200 chart and was certified six times platinum by the RIAA for six million copies uh, shipped in the U.S. Worldwide, the album exceeded over 10 million copies sold. No scrubs? Come on. Everybody knows. Um, Weezer did a wonderful cover of No Scrubs uh, on their last cover album. So, uh, No Scrubs was released as the lead single and became a worldwide hit. Also, No Scrubs is like one of my go-to karaoke songs. So there you go. Throw that out there. <laughs> um, yeah. So, topping the singles charts in Australia, Canada, Ireland, New Zealand, and New Zealand, New Zealand, and the United States. The album's second single, Unpretty, which is another great song. Um, became TLC's fourth number one hit on the Billboard Hot 100. The other three singles uh, also received decent radio play. That was uh, Silly Ho, I'm Mm. Good at Being Bad, and Edmund's written ballad, Dear Lie. Uh, Where did these artists get Silly Ho? Come on now. Silly Ho. That's got to be a great great, uh, album. I mean, song title. Song. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Uh, At the 42nd, Annual Grammy Awards, uh, Fan Mail received eight nomina- nominations and won three awards, um, Best R&B Album, Best R&B Song, and Best R&B Performance by a Duo or Group with Vocals. The last two for No Scrubs, awesome one, yeah, the last two. Um, at the Ladies of Soul Awards, uh, the group was honored with the Orisa Franklin Entertainer of the Year Award, uh, TLC went on to a worldwide tour called the Fan Mail Tour, appropriately after their third album, Fan Mail. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the group had a pay-per-view special of the tour, which at the time became a became pay-per-view's highest-grossing television special. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So during and after the release of fan mail, Lopez made it known to the press on multiple occasions that she felt that the, that she was unable to express herself in TLC fully. Her contributions to songs had been reduced to periodic eight bar raps. And there were several songs in which she had no vocals studio session singers, such as Deborah killings often sang background vocals for the group songs, something Lopez also wanted to do on songs in which she did not rap in late 1999. Entertainment Weekly published a letter by Lopez that challenged her groupmates Watkins and Thomas to all record solo albums to see which album performed the best. What a challenge. Yeah. (laughs) So here's what it said. I challenged Tion player Watkins, T-Boss, and Rosanda hater Thomas, Chili, to to an album entitled The Challenge, a three CD set that contains three solo albums. Each album 
will be due to the record label by October 1st of 2000. I also challenged producer Dallas, the manipulator Austin to produce all the material and to do it all uh, and to do it at a fraction of his normal rate. As I think about it, I'm sure LaFace would not mind throwing in a $1.5 million prize for the winner. Such a man, hater, that's, man. That's ballsy. Yeah, right. <laughs> Such a hater, dude. I don't understand. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it happens, you know? So Yeah. Tensions. Right, yes. <laughs> the members eventually settled the feud, and the challenge was never taken out. Oh. <laughs> would it be cool though i oh, yeah. admit, like it's kind of like it is kind of crappy uh but at the same time it would have been cool like to to do something like that it's a good idea yeah. it was just done in the wrong way so yeah i mean i, I mean they could have done it on their own volition but the challenge come on dude that's that's kind of you know i yeah, don't know it was, it was throwing some shade yeah. uh the mid yeah okay oh, okay so the members eventually settled the feud uh, the challenge was never taken up. After the conclusion of the successful fan mail tour, though, uh, they took some time off and pursued personal interests. Lopez, uh, Levi, was the first to begin recording her solo album. Aha! So, so it's the starting, I guess. Yeah. Um, Supernova, it was called. The album mm-hmm. was released in Europe, and the first and only single... The Block Party reached the top 20 on the UK singles charts. The song was released in the United States for a few weeks before the scheduled album released. However, when the song did not perform well, uh, the album the album's released was collaborated was no was canceled for North America and no further singles were promoted. In 2000, uh, the Spice Girls member, Melanie C., I think you with Spicy, Scary Spice. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, that's, um, yeah, Scary Spice. Yeah. Uh, no, Sporty Spice, I'm sorry. Yeah, Mel C., Sporty Spice. Okay, okay. Sporty. I just it up, yeah, okay. Sporty Spice. Okay, uh, she collaborated with, with Lopez on a single, Never Be the Same Again. Uh, it became an international hit. Reaching number one in many countries, and on August 1st, 2021, the group performed Waterfalls at the MTV's 20th anniversary party in New York City, which would be their final performance as a trio before the death of Lisa Leptai Lopez. Yep. That's sad, yeah. Yeah, we finally got here, so... Let's talk about the death of Lisa Left Eye Lopez real quick. It's very sad. Following her unsuccessful debut solo album, Supernova, Lopez started working on her second solo album known as Nina, N-I-N-A, which is an acronym for New Identity Non-Applicable, whilst uh, regrouping with Watkins and Thomas in the studio to record raps for TLC's fourth album. Um, On April 25th of 2002, Lopez was driving in a rented Mitsubishi Montero Montero, uh, SUV in... La Ceiba? La Ceiba? La Ceiba? Anyway, somewhere in Honduras. Um, when she swerved to avoid a truck, then uh, sharply um, to avoid a truck, then then sharply to the left as she tried to avoid an oncoming car. The vehicle rolled over several times after hitting two trees, throwing Lopez and three, other, three others out of the windows and finally coming to rest in a ditch at the side of the road. 
Mm. Lopez, at the age of 30, died instantly from um, fracture of the base of the cranium and open cerebral trauma. It was the only person fatally injured in the accident. The accident was recorded on video from inside the vehicle uh, because a documentary film was actually being filmed in the process. Mm. Um, and I don't know the status of that documentary. I don't know if they ever released it or if they just have footage of it. I've never seen it personally. Honestly, I'm not the kind of person that wants to watch that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, knowing that it's like the last moments that people were alive. I just, I don't, I don't know. Right. Something weird about that. I'm not into that. Yeah. But uh, I am I am curious to know if that documentary ever got released. Yeah. And um, I'll look it up. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because, um, I, I mean, they might have released it. We just don't know, you know. Yeah, it could have been. Right, yeah. I'm going to see. Okay. I meant to look that up earlier. Yeah. Uh, so Lopez's funeral was held at New Birth Missionary Baptist Church in Lithuania, Georgia. Lithuania. Okay. Uh, L-I-T-H-O-N-I-A, Georgia, uh, on Mar- on May 2nd. Lithonia, 20- sorry. Uh, yeah, uh, Lithonia. Lithonia, Georgia, yeah. on May 2nd, 2002. Uh, thousands of people attended and grazed upon her casket where were the lyrics to a portion of Waterfalls stating, quotations, Dreams are hopeless uh, a- aspirations. And hopes of coming true. Believe in yourself. The rest of the me and you. In quotations. Uh, gospel duo Mary, uh, Mary Mary. I sang the song Shackles. Praise you. At the funeral. Lopez was buried at Hillendale. Uh, Memorial, Memorial Gardens. In Lithuania. Lithuania. Sorry. Yeah. Lithuania. Yeah. Yeah. In a statement to MTV, producer Jermaine Dupree remembers Lopez. She was determined to be something in life. She was a true rock star. She didn't care about no press. She was the rock star out of the group. And she was the one uh, that would curse on TV. She had the tattoos. You could expect the unexpected. And when you see Lisa, you could expect something from her. That's the gift that she carried. Yeah. She's the rebel. She was the, it was like every pop group at that time had like personas for each person. And it just kind of gave like somebody to relate to, um, as yeah. a fan. Um, right. and Lisa left Al Lopez was definitely that rebellious one of, of the group. But, you know, like at the, at the end of the day, she was still like a total sweetheart. And, oh yeah, yeah. you know, she, she was doing like, she was in Honduras, like doing missionary work. I mean, like it was, it was, it was incredible. And, you know, yeah. it's really sad. Uh, so after taking the hiatus following Lopez's death, a T boss and T boss Tilly Austin uh, decided that they would complete the remainder of their fourth album uh, to be called 3D. Which I, I'm not really too familiar with that album, but it, it's, I mean, it didn't really do too well. No, so. I mean, it's yeah, um, yeah, with the which also. Featured production from uh, Rodney Jenkins, Jerkins, uh, the Neptunes, Raphael Sadig, Sadik, I guess. Yeah. Um, Missy Elliott and Timberland. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also decided that TLC would retire after the release of the promotion of 3D, rather than replace Lopez Left Eye and continue as a group, which is very 
um, respected, I guess, because yeah. when you have any member of any group pass away, you kind of don't want you like, should we continue it? Should we not? Yeah. Or would right. it be okay with us finding You know, it's all many questions, and you never know. So yeah. um, I guess with uh, with total respect, uh, they de- they decided not to continue with TLC then on. So yeah, that's always yeah. a hard part, you know. They but they did. They just chose to be a duo. Right. So yeah. yeah. So they ultimately chose to to carry on as a duo. Um, they did not replace Left Eye. Um, Lopez appears vocally on 3D as she had already completed her vocals for three songs for the new album, two of which were included on the standard version. Also, uh, two other songs feature vocals of hers taken from previously unreleased songs, and several of the songs um, eulogized Lopez. 3D was uh, released on November 12th of 2002. Yes. Upon its release, uh, 3D debuted at number six on the Billboard 200 and was certified two times platinum by the RIAA for two million ships in the U.S. alone. It failed to generate success overseas except for Japan, uh, where it reached number two and achieved platinum for the RIAJ for 200,000 copies sold. Uh, the album's lead single, Girl Talk, uh, peaked at number 28 on the Billboard Top 100, Making their making it their lowest charting single ever. Its uh, its music video uh, featured uh, T Boss and Tilly alone in the uh, live action segments, and Lopez uh, uh, Lopez in in animated segment. Uh, it was followed by Hands Up, which became their first single not to enter the uh, Billboard award, Billboard charts. Uh, peaking at number seven on the bubbling, bubbling under R R and B hip hop singles, and their song "Damaged," which reached number fifty three on the Hot One Hundred. Yeah, that one didn't do too well. No, of course. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, in June of two thousand three, a year after the death of Lopez at Zootopia, an an an, an annual concert hosted by New York radio station Z one hundred. Held at Giant Stadium, TLC appeared in what was announced to be their last performance. The group, introduced by Carson Daly, showed a video montage dedicated to Lopez and went on to perform songs against video footage of Lopez performing the same songs and wearing the same outfits appearing on stage. Nevertheless, TLC made a comeback in February of 2004 as a featured artist on a Japanese charity single titled Voice of Love Posse, and other Japanese artists. Nice. With other Japanese artists, yeah. Yeah, nice, nice, nice. Uh, in 2003, uh, LaFace released the first TLC Greatest Hits album titled Now and Forever. The hits, yeah, Now and Forever, the hits. Uh, with a new song, Come Get Some, uh, featuring Little John and Sean Puff Daddy Combs, I guess, Sean, Sean P? No, Sean P. Uh, he was someone totally separate. Okay. Um, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So I featured Little John and Sean P of the Young Bloods. There we go. Of the Young Bloods. Mm-hmm. Um, however, the compilation was not really released in the U.S. until June of 2005. The album debuted at number 53 with 20,000 20, uh, copies sold. And on January 25th, 2004, 
Uh, Chili and T-Boss announced that they were pitching a reality TV show that was eventually picked up for development by UPN titled Are You the Letters, The Girl? Um, and the show debuted on, on July 27, 2005. Yeah, this is like peak of reality TV. Like any anybody right. who yeah. was anybody had a reality show. Everybody <laughs> did it, right? Yeah, yeah. everybody. My had favorite, one. though, I will say my favorites of all those reality shows and like dating, like competition shows and things like that, Flavor Flav, Flavor of Love was hands down the best one. Yeah, um, boy. I love that. Yep. Yeah. It was great. It was like, it was just, it was gold, man. I know it was fake. It was so funny. Yeah. Cause, um, um it, wait, 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 wait. Flavor of love. He, he, he was, I, I guess, single at the time and, 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 and he had like all these women like fighting over him or something. You know? Yeah. Although, yeah, yeah it was kind of like yeah. the bachelor, but with yeah. <laughs> flavor, flav. Yeah. Kind of like, kind of like Daisy's like, I, I, I don't know if you saw it, but, uh, this is a girl named Daisy, and she had all the rock stars doing the same thing, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So it was it yeah. was a lot of reality shows back then. So yeah. Yeah, a whole yeah, lot. Yeah. A whole lot. Yeah. <laughs> so, despite media speculation that the winner of the series was to become a new permanent member of TLC, Watkins and Thomas uh, have vowed never to replace Lopez with a new member. The winner of the show, twenty-year-old Tiffany, Oso Crispy Baker. Uh, recorded with Watkins and Thomas on a new song, I bet, and performed it together in a live con- and and performed it together uh, in a live concert finale in Atlanta. Roughly 4.1 million viewers tuned in for the season finale of "Are You the Girl" on September 20th, 2005. I bet was released to radio and iTunes on October 4th, 2005, but failed to make it onto the charts. The song later became a bonus track on "Now and Forever" the hits. Hmm. It's kind of confusing because, okay, you just said that they vowed not to have a replacement, mm-hmm. but they got a another. It's a, hmm, that's weird. It was two thousand five. Yeah, but that's weird. That's I mean, I mean, yeah. Well, I I don't want to. You say you don't want to replace somebody, but you have. I guess she's not the official. I don't know. I don't nope. know. Okay. Okay. It was a weird time. Yes. <laughs> they had reality shows for literally anything you could think of at that time. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so on on January 19, 2015, uh, TLC announced a plan to release a fifth and final album with the launch of a Kickstarter campaign. Uh, they asked fans to help finance the project by donating a pledge of at least $5 to reach their goal of $150,000. So in less than 48 hours, they surpassed their goal and became the fastest, most funded pop project in Kickstarter history. Wow. Impressive. You're right. Um, among the uh, among other artists who donated were New Kids on the Block, donating $2,000. Katy Perry donating $5,000. Soldier Boy, tell him, I guess. Uh, tell him. <laughs> tell him, Joel, yeah. Uh, uh, Midler and Justin Timberlake also donated. Midler. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> of all people, right? Um, yeah. uh, the Kickstarter campaign raised a total of $400,000, which is good. Surpassed. Because yeah. all they asked for was $150,000. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so in, 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 in an interview published following the end of the campaign, 
uh, Steve Austin and Tilly uh, clarified that they would never split up following the release and promoting of the album that and that they would continue performing together as TLC. Okay, cool. So they yes, sir. So so, so they they still perform, I guess, to this day. I guess they yes, do. Cause, yeah, because they did that was a really cool song. Yeah. But but they haven't replaced Lithai ever. Yeah. So that's great. Yeah. That's great. They never will. That's great that they stick to the word. I guess um, I guess oh, so crispy was just like a like a guest for one of them songs. Yeah. yeah. Which is fine. You, you, know? you just want a chance to be a guest on a TLC song, and I guess that was that was the premise of the show. I don't I don't really know. I didn't even yeah. remember there were there was a show. I don't. So. Right, yeah. Yeah. Because there was so. <laughs> Like you said before, there were so many shows, reality shows. It's hard to, it's hard to find, you know, stuff. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. It's weird. So on May, uh, or in May of 2015, TLC embarked on a North American tour with New Kids on the Block and Nelly, uh, titled the Main Event Tour. It was their first tour in 15 years since the completion of the Fan Mail Tour in 2000. Subsequently, TLC embarked on TLC 2016 to 27 2017 tour. And I love the '90s. The party continues tour. During the development of their album, they petitioned they petitioned Lisa Left Eye Lopez's uh, brother Ron Lopez for assistance with making Left Eye's presence on the album a possibility, since he had an abundance of unreleased uh, excuse me, since she had an abundance of unreleased material. However, they ultimately passed on using any of Lopez's uh, archive recordings as the available source material conflicted with the sound that they were recording for the album. On October 28, 2016, TLC released two new songs off the new album called Joyride and Haters in Japan. The former, there's a lot of, lot of Japan releases. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. Japan's uh, very... The former hit, yeah. Yeah, yeah the, Japan. Japan's very, very, um, um, spoke, I was spoken about music, and video games, and yeah. whatnot, you know. Yeah, yeah. And we love Japan. We yeah. did a whole episode on Japan. Right, yeah, yeah, exactly. So the former uh, hit number one on the iTunes R&B chart in Japan, uh, and for the first time ever, on December 8th, 2016, TLC performed Sleigh Ride with surprise guest Missy Elliott, along with their latest song, Sunny, on Taraji's Hot, uh, excuse me, Taraji's White Hot Holidays, a Fox holiday special hosted by actress uh, Taraja P. Taraja, Lord mercy i know who this is and i can't say her name to save my life um but she's in a lot of uh a a lot of wonderful movies and tv shows yeah anyway um nice p henson yes sorry yes (laughs) okay (laughs) i'm gonna get it out (laughs) okay so uh their fifth and most recent album tlc self-titled was released on july on june 30th uh 20 or 2017 the album's first single, Way Back, featuring Snoop Dogg, was yeah. released on April 14th on major digital music outlets and streaming services, but not to the radio. Yeah, but who listens to the radio anymore? Nobody. I mean, no, no. I mean, come on. Besides, I mean, we have the Halloween radio, which is awesome. Uh, yes, so we I, listen love, to I listen to that a lot today. Yes, yes. Uh, the single was produced by D D Mile and released via TLC's newly formed independent label 852 Music with a Q, uh, which is distributed through Red Distribution in the USA 
on March 9th, no, on 2017, uh, TLC made its UK debut at London Coco KOKO. Ultimately, TLC sold 12,000 copies domestically the first week of being there. So that's great. Yeah. 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 Coming back. A little bit of a comeback. So in June of 2021, it was announced that TLC would embark on Celebration of Crazy Sexy Cool, an 18-city concert tour of the United States to commemorate the 25th anniversary of their blockbuster sophomore album, Crazy Sexy Cool, which was certified 12 times platinum by the RIAA in October of 2019. The tour, which included Bone Thugs and Harmony, yes, thank yes. you, uh, as an opening act, and there, and other surprise guests uh, began on September 3rd, 2021, in Albertville, Alabama. Nice. nice. I love, love Bone Thugs and Harmony. Yeah. I love. Right. I have a Bone Thugs and Harmony shirt somewhere. I gotta find it. Don't know where's that. Well, screw them for a little bit about them too. Please. We gotta. Yeah. Wake up. Wake up. Any more? Um, Any more you can think of? Nice. (laughs) Okay. All right. So let's talk about your legacy, though. Uh, David A. Keeps from Rolling Stones explained the impact of TLC. Quotations, all of this. TLC's career has been filled with both hits and headlines. The group was one of the few R&B acts to build a strong identity out of its initial success. And they exerted more control over each each uh, successful record. Uh, their music, particularly uh, the... 11 million selling Crazy Sexy Cool and the 6 million selling fan mail album. Both of which won two Grammys each uh, set the standard for contemporary R&B. TLC helped to pioneer uh, a deft blend of acoustic and computer sounds that paved the way for groups like Destiny's Child as did for their image as independent women. Whether addressing AIDS and waterfalls or the struggles of for uh, female self-esteem and unpretty, uh, they showed themselves they, they showed themselves able to take serious issues to the top of the pop charts in quotations. And that's true. You know, he talked yeah. about stuff that many artists refrain from, you know. Yeah, and I think that's what separates TLC then to like everybody else, you know, because it's so yeah. hard for people to talk about AIDS and suicide and this and that and, and the next, you know, and for TLC to take that, take those serious events and talk it about into songs, brought out, hey, it's okay to talk about this, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, it was they used their platform to speak out uh, about what they believed in. Right. And um, I think it's really cool when you can do that, when you have the opportunity to do something like that. I, I think it's, I think it's great. So yeah. love TLC been bumping their music all day long. Yes. <laughs> we have to, we have so to. Good. Yeah. 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 But there you have it. TLC, baby. There you we go. Did we did it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, if you're sad about this whole thing being, being to the, the death of Lisa left eye Lopez, or their um, 
uh, they're they they uh they're they're coming in and taking all our money. No for, no fear, because we have a mental health minute with Rosalie here. That rhyme. Oh, that's good. That was good. I, I like that. We should write do that, that again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like write that down. I'll come up with a theme song we can throw there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, today's mental health minute or minutes because this one's a little a little long. We're gonna go over a little bit, but that's okay. Um, but uh, yeah, this one's all about uh, you know kind of being angry. Like it happens to some of us. I'm guilty. Uh, so are you feeling angry and anxious? I'm right there with you, buddy. Uh, it's easy to let those feelings of anger and anxiety consume you to the point that you start spinning out of control. Whether you start to feel uh, either of uh, whether you sp- start to feel either of these feelings, you can use several techniques to stop the cycle. Here, ten, here are ten tips from WestSpringsHospital.org that I came across. Uh, for dealing with anger and anxiety. Uh, Number one, hit the pause button. Just put a pause button on the situation. Take a moment to stop and reflect. Do this as soon as you start to feel angry or anxious. That way you can control your feelings before they escalate out of control. Number two, practice breathing techniques. When you're feeling angry or anxious, your breathing can become irregular, which will make your feelings of anxiety and anger even worse. Remind yourself to take long, deep breaths in and out to start calming down. One breathing technique that you can use is called box breathing, um, and that is what the Navy SEALs use to calm down, too. There's a YouTube video that I saw uh, called How to Do Box Breathing. Uh, It's pretty interesting. Check it out. Number three, consider your options. Step back and walk away for a second. Is it necessary that I participate in this situation at this very moment? Can I give myself a break and come back at a better time? Can I let someone know that I need time to process the situation? Uh, is it okay to walk away from the situation or situations um, that are causing you to feel anxious and or angry? Is it always better to walk away than to continue causing more stress on yourself, adding to the anxiety and or anger? Number four, process this situation. What's going on? Why am I feeling anxious or angry? When you can identify the what and the why, you are capable, uh, excuse me, you are able to evaluate what's upsetting you and start thinking of solutions. Uh, when we're overwhelmed, it can be easy to misdirect anger. If we give ourselves time to identify what the true cause of our anger and anxiety, uh, we can treat ourselves and the people around us with more care. Number five, assess the situation. Think, what can I do to help myself right now in this moment? Sometimes you will need to be able to think of things to change the situation right away, and other times you may not have a good uh, solution available. Either way, thinking through this process will help you prepare to make a change or accept what you need to adapt to the situation or just leave the situation alone. Number six, write down your thoughts and or solutions. There is always a bright light at the end of the tunnel, but it can be very hard to see when you are feeling anxious or angry. Writing and journaling can help you process your feelings in a healthy, constructive way. The next time you're angry or upset, try writing down answers to the following questions. Why am I angry or anxious? Can I do anything to change the situation? Can someone help me in this situation? And where can I find the positive in this situation? Number seven, talk to someone that you trust. Talking to someone you trust is also a great way to process your feelings. Uh, When we are angry or anxious, it can be easy to hold on to bad feelings. Those feelings can consume us if we don't take the time to process them. Talk to someone that you trust. Tell them what you're going through and why the situation is making you feel angry or anxious. They may have advice for you, but mostly it is important that they listen and that you feel heard. Number eight, go to your happy place. 
A great way to break the mental cycle of thoughts that accompany anger and anxiety is by envisioning your happy place. Think of the things that you like to do, people you love to see, and places that you like to go. This can help you take a break from your current situation and will also help you put things into perspective. It may be that you see that while this current moment is tough, there is happiness all around. Number nine, listen to music. This is my favorite one. <laughs> while escaping to your happy place, can help put things into perspective it is also important to remember that you are allowed to have these feelings there is a reason why you started feeling angry or anxious and it is okay to process those feelings in a safe way listening to music when you are angry or anxious can help you get some of that energy out when i'm angry i listen to energy or to music that makes me laugh or allows me to sing or yell if you're in the hardcore uh scene um, and, uh, when feeling anxious, you can put on calmer music and just allow yourself to feel whatever that is. Allow yourself to express, uh, and feel and let go. And finally, number 10, reevaluate, take as much time as you need to, uh, get centered on yourself and start feeling angry. Or when you start to feel angry and anxious, ask yourself, how am I feeling now? And am I ready to go back? If not, give yourself more time, walk through these steps again. And remember, you can always call a helpline or seek professional help. You're important and your well-being should be your first priority. And I hope these tips uh, help you out in some way. I love the music one. I think that's a great one, especially like going to shows. That's something we're doing this weekend. Finally. Yes. We're yes. going to finally do it. We're going to go to a show. Um, after, and it's going to be great. After years and years and years of being a, I mean, yep. he's being a something. I'm in Columbia. We are finally getting together again. Well, for the first time Ooh. in a long time. Long the, time. The, the devil. Yeah. Where's Prada? We are not watching the movie. We're not seeing, watching the movie. Yeah, we're we're going the, to see the band. Seeing the band. It's great. I have never seen the band. I'm very excited. Um, oh, I have the amazing. opportunity to see the band at Warp Tour the first year I ever went. My truck overheated on the way. I was late. I did not get to see them. I've been very upset about that for mm-hmm. over 10 years now. And now I finally get to see them. I'm so excited. Well, I've seen them. I've seen them. I think this year, maybe. I've seen them earlier this year. With somebody I can't remember, who yeah. now, but they're great. You're gonna love them. You're gonna love them. So, uh, so thank you everybody for listening to the show today. Uh, be sure to share, be sure to share. That's hard thing to say with your friends, families, <laughs> and dogs, Lucy and uh, and uh, Allie. Back here somewhere. <laughs> I'll share this with Allie whenever she returns. Um, yes, from our trip back to uh, back from uh, California. Uh, so we're available on multiple podcast apps, including Apple Podcasts. So make sure you leave a rating and review. And if if you'd like to see our podcast grow to bigger and better things, also, if you want to, um, you can. Uh, we'll read your reviews right here on the show. Yes, we'd love to. Yeah, the best way that you can stay up to date with us is by following us on all of our social media. We're on Instagram. It's at When Words Fail Podcast. Facebook, it's at WWFMS Podcast. We're also on Twitter, it's at When Words Fail MS. And we are on TikTok. It is at When Words Fail Music Speaks. Nice. Send us ideas or personal stories of how music has helped you at When Words Fail Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. And if you are watching on YouTube right now, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel where you can watch interviews, music video reactions final showcases and more that's youtube.com slash when words fail music speaks and for all of our links to find out more about us and who we are 
uh, or to buy some of our merchandise, whether it's shirts and masks, uh, children's shirts, children's diapers. I don't know. We got everything for sale. <laughs> uh, diapers are a new one for me. Diapers, yes. yes cool. Yes, yes. I don't think we have diapers for sale. <laughs> oh, never mind. Oh, never mind. That's just funny, you know. Uh, <laughs> visit our website, onewordsfailmusicspeaks.com. Yes. Our logo was created by One Up Graphics, and our theme song was created by Doc Brass. You can find both of them on Instagram and Twitter. It's at One Up, Gro- One Up Graphics and at Doc Brass, D O K Brass. Uh, check out my other uh, podcast called South Carolina Spook Show. I just recorded a new episode today. I'm back, baby. Back. Yeah. Back. Um, we'll begin editing that soon, and I, uh, I will be, I'll be uploading that here shortly. For those of you have th- that have checked that out, thank you so much. Um, Allie had a great idea for um, Halloween episodes for the whole month of October. What I will be Ooh. doing is releasing a short story mini-sode every day for the month of October leading up to Halloween. So third quarter episodes. 31 episodes in, yes. in October. So very short mini-sodes. They're just going to be short little stories, but I'm very excited to do that. Nice. Um, and I will begin uh, that process here soon. I'm going to take advantage of the fact that my wife is out of the house for at least a week, and I, I'm going to be podcasting like crazy. It's going to be great. Yeah. Um, yes, please go check that out. Uh, it's uh, all about true crime and paranormal stories and cryptids and stuff, UFOs and all that from the state of South Carolina. It's available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. Uh, sources for this episode come from Wikipedia, blackpass.org, and westspringshospital.com. James, you got anything else to tell these beautiful people before we sign off? Uh, I don't think so. Um, but thanks again for watching, for listening, and watching. If you're on YouTube, order your bonus coffee at bonuscoffee.com. The password is Music Speaks on where you get 15% off your order. Boom. And always remember, when words fail, music speaks. Bye, guys. Bye, everybody. James, I'll see you Saturday, buddy. Yes, sir. Yay! Yay!